This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Wrexham nil, Stockport County 3. Um, to be honest, it's been a long time since I've, after the match, spoken to so many people, all of whom said different things about the game. So I think this will reflect that, not least because I've got lots of contradictory thoughts about that game. Some people were actually quite upbeat and positive about it, and other people, naturally, having lost 3-0 at home, were much less happy. There was a strange range of emotions, which I think maybe in some ways reflects how this game went. Wrexham, well, with a, 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 certainly a fresh new look to the squad, three new players in the 16. As we know, Dean Keats has had a very narrow pool of talents that he's able to fish in. But he managed to bring in three attacking players of varying profiles. Keanu Marsh-Brown started alongside Dior Angus up front. Um, and on the bench were Gold Omatayo, who came on, uh, got a half hour, and unused Chris Sang. And I've got to say, Wrexham started extremely well. Both Lainton and Ponticelli weren't able to start, although they both were doing a vigorous sort of fitness work before the match, and so on. Imagine they, they're not too far away from being available. The back four, back three was the same, and the wing backs. Jay Harris, though, was suspended after picking up his 10th yellow card on Monday, so we had a midfield of Jarvis Davis and Young. And. First 50 minutes, Wrexham were terrific, probably played as well as they have done this season. Problem was, didn't score a goal when they were well on top. Came close plenty of times, though, as early as the second minute. Record once again sweeping in another of those nasty corners. Davis peeled off nicely and rose at the far post, headed it down. And for the second time this week, saw one of his headers cleared off the line. Within a minute, Wrexham again causing problems with Hall Johnson breaking down the right-hand side and Angus causing problems by getting in the box and hit, pulling the ball back into the six-yard box. Marsh Brown had a goal, but after a scramble, it was cleared. And then a minute after that, again, Hall Johnson winning a great tackle high up the pitch, four on three, tried to feed it inside and just didn't quite get the pass right. Jarvis in, in the D. It was just too far ahead of him. He stretched, and I think he got a little touch on it, which poked it away from Angus, who might just have latched onto it beyond him. So that was frustrating. And straight from the <laughs> Stockport trying to play out, Records won a great tackle on the other side of the pitch. Stockport, in the first five minutes, absolutely in disarray, I've got to say. They went three at the back and matched Wrexham up, but Wrexham just would not let them out of their half in the opening stages. It was great to see. And, and Stockport, quite frankly, had to reshuffle. Because they looked completely caught unawares by Wrexham's aggressive approach to winning the ball back and the pressure that Wrexham put onto them. Eventually, they would start to get an even keel, but still the first 15 minutes was all Wrexham pushing on and causing problems. Angus cutting inside from the right and getting a sight of goal, drilling in a shot from 10 yards out. Brilliant block by James Jennings. The ball ricocheting out to Marsh Brown from 25 yards out. Tried to get the ball round the keeper. Didn't get sort of round it enough though, and it's a pretty simple save for Hinchcliffe. So 15th minute, Wrexham completely on top battering Stockport. Stockport who started with a front three who were quite narrow and staying up the pitch but they were just completely uninvolved. They had to adjust because they were getting outnumbered in their own half. 
the, the two wide strikers, Madden and Reed, tucked a little bit, dropped back a little bit, started to get a bit more involved. But it was still completely against run of play when in the 15th minute they took the lead. The definition of a sucker punch, a long ball through the middle. Cardwell would do really well and cause problems for Axum's defence, a big target man who was winning a lot of headers. There was an element of controversy about this one, though. He seemed to jump into Kelleher. And as a result, Kelleher missed his header. The ball bounced in the box over French. Dibble came rushing out to try to, to halt the shots. But Alex Reed, the ex Wrexham striker, was able to get there first and from six yards out, slot the ball under the keeper and give Stockport a, a lead, which was stunning in its unexpectedness. Such was the nature of the first 15 minutes. Wrexham would never get that intensity back, it's got to be said. But for the next 15 minutes, they were still the better side and still ask questions. Jordan Davis, very impressive in the middle. He and Young covering an awful lot of ground. Jarvis playing more behind the two strikers. Uh, Angus, really, his movements and his ability to hold the ball up and his threat cutting in on the angle, very, very impressive. And the wing-backs very high up the pitch. Um, but the intensity started to dip a little bit. There was another good opportunity. Stockport dropping back to defend, but Davis splitting the defence open with a brilliant pass out of the right-hand side to find Hall Johnson around the back of the defence in, in fabulous position. He hit the goal line, drove it into the goal mouth. James Jennings, who was superb, again with a brilliant interception at the near post. Stockport would go two up in the 26th minute, though. Although a couple of minutes before, and it's got to be said, they probably should have had a penalty. It was a long throw by Sutherland into the box, flicked on by Reed. Madden latched onto it, and as he passed Jordan Davis in the box, it really did look like it hit Davis's hand and ricocheted back onto Madden. Madden screaming for the penalty with the rest of the Stockport team. Referee wasn't interested. But two minutes later, they did get that second goal. It was a mistake by Kelleher who had probably his most unhappy game for Wrexham. He gave the ball away carelessly in his own half. And from there, well, Stockport were ruthless. It was Walker in the end on the left-hand side, sweeping a nasty cross into the box. Cardwell diving at it. I think he was trying to score with a diving header around the penalty spot. He got too much of a glancing contact on it and Reed at the far post was able to tap it in. Got to be honest, my first impression of the goal was that Reed was offside. However, none of the Wrexham team asked for it, and that's often a good indicator of whether it was offside or not. Just as with the Kelleher one, the first one, I it looked to me like Kelleher was fouled, and certainly a few of the Wrexham team really had to go at the referee for not giving it, but Kelleher didn't. Is that telling us something? Anyway, Wrexham suddenly 2-0 down. It was a hell of a punch in the guts. And, and still Wrexham, to be fair, looked a more likely side. Well, no, no, that's not at all true, is it? I can't say we looked a more likely side in the first half because we were 2-0 down at the break. Um, were the side that had more of the ball and more of the pressure still, but Stockport by the end of the half, especially the last 10 minutes, was starting to get a bit of control. Wrexham again, sort of carving out half chances. Hall Johnson got to so many fabulous positions on the right and put good balls in. He was really impressive. He put another nasty cross driven in across the face of goal. Sackle just beat record to it inside the six-yard box, so it would have been a tap-in. And then again, Hall Johnson ripping in across. Record couldn't quite get to it, but Davis on the edge of the box hit a great shot, which just scraped the right-hand post. But like I said, last 10 minutes or so, Stockport did start to gain control of the ball. The midfielders looking more composed and moving the ball around well. And 
they did make the last opportunity of the half. Reed flicking the ball on dangerously. Madden hitting a powerful early shot, which Dibble did well to parry away. So, half time. Teams come out for the second half. You wonder whether Exxon would stir themselves up to drive on again, but they couldn't. Nothing really happened in the first 15 minutes of the first half. Neither side, half just didn't seem to get started. No, neither side really threatened to make chances. Stockport this time had more of the ball, like in the last 10 minutes of the first half. We're moving it around comfortably. We're camped in Wrexham's half. Their midfield with Crowsdale anchoring was, was looking very solid and they were moving the ball around nicely. Uh, and Wrexham weren't creating any sort of threat. Something had to be done. And so in the 57th minute, Marsh Brown came off. Marsh Brown, uh, you know, had had good lively moments, but, you know, these are players who haven't played much lately. On came, for his debut, Gold Omatayo. Now, he's a orthodox target man, and he did a decent job, actually. Um, but still, Stockport were the better side in the second half. It was the first chance came just after Omatayo had come on. Madden uh, getting a... a driving forwards and then playing a tremendous pass, splitting Wrexham's defence wide open. Southall one-on-one with Dibble close in, and his touch let him down. He got away from him and the chance was gone. A real let-off for Wrexham. And Wrexham was straight up the other end and threatening. Ball played in uh, from a corner. It was cleared, but it was played back in. Um, Amatayo got up really well, nodded it into the goal. Mouth Kelleher lunging in, looked like he was going to get there first and score from close range. Had a couple of swipes at it, but just couldn't get proper contact, and the ball ended up in Hinchcliffe's grateful hands. And then it all dried up for Wrexham. In fact, that really was the last effort, decent effort that we had. And in the 70th minute, as we continued to push on to try and uh, get back into the game, we had the final blow as Wrexham had a corner. The ball was swung in, but cleared. And suddenly there was a problem. We'd left Southall marked by one man up front, Carrington. Carrington rashly lunged in to try and get to the ball before Southall, and he never looked like he was going to. Southall beat him easily and was one-on-one from the halfway line. Hull Johnson, using his terrific pace, of course, sprinted back. It was a two-on-one break. Rooney completely unmarked on the far post. Southall driving down the right channel and Hall Johnson sprinting back and getting in between them as he as he recovered back. And then, and I'm, I'm reluctant in a way to say this because, you know, other things led to this situation, but I don't think Hall Johnson played it very well. He took a good long look over his left shoulder at where Rudy was and I think maybe just lost sight of the fact that although he had to try and cover that pass to Rooney, he also had to cover the fact that Southall was, was going to score or be one-on-one with the keeper if... He didn't uh, also pay attention to him. By the time Hall Johnson turned back, he looked startled to find that Southall now just decided, OK, well, if I can't square it, I'll just score. Hall Johnson accelerated, lunged in wildly and gave away the most obvious penalty you've ever seen. A really badly timed tackle. He was way away from the ball. I can't believe the effort didn't book him. <laughs> it was astonishing that he didn't. Penalty given. Rooney spotted the ball up, stepped up. Oh, beg your pardon. Didn't spot the ball up, did he? It was one of those things where you think, ooh, referees are stubborn. He put the ball in front of the the spot. Wrexham complained, Dibble complained. The referee just told them to mind their own business. It was clear the ball was too close to the goal. It did make a difference anyway. Rooney stepped up, drilled it in the bottom left corner. Excellent penalty. Dibble went the wrong way. A second ex-Wrexham player after Alex Reed scoring. And the game was dead with 20 minutes left. In fact, 
in some ways the most interesting element was ever Reed would get another goal because he was desperate to get another goal against his old team. Like 15 minutes left, he got the ball on the edge of the box, turned it's an excellent curler, aiming for the top left corner and just missed the target. There was also a scramble in the goal mouth. Um, Carl, well, couldn't get the product get a clean shot off initially but he did hit one and Kelleher did really well to block him Wrexham threw on Paul Rutherford for Dan Jarvis but we just couldn't make anything happen and in fact the last laugh could easily have gone to Stockport as James Jennings nearly made it three ex-Wrexham players scoring against us a free kick about 25 yards out struck beautifully over the top left corner just narrowly wide and that was that it's like I said some people after the game were quite positive saying that the first 20 minutes was good they were apart from the fact we let in soft goals some people were very negative I, I I'm sitting somewhere in the middle here I think I think it's great that we started as we did I thought the attitude and the approach was excellent as I said in the commentary when a game started to slip away from us it shows that how managers can have an influence but that influence is limited because clearly the first 20 minutes that's what Keats wants the team to do but the team still has to carry out what he wants and uh, after the first 20 they, they didn't really do so um, not for lack of effort but it did peter away a bit yeah so I was pleased with those opening 20 but also bothered that we didn't score and it's not a matter of luck if you get on top and you fail to take your chances you're asking for trouble same as that Notts County and then after that, and Stockport adjusted quite well, became more confident on the ball. They started to win the battles on the flanks. And Wrexham seemed to sort of run out of ideas. They were buoyed up a little bit when Obatayo came on because he was doing a decent job winning headers. But, yeah, it all got a bit ragged. In fact, the last 20 minutes after the third goal went in, defensively did go very ragged and I was very relieved to see that Stockport, who were wasting time from quite early on, the referee was pretty weak on that, well, took their professionalism maybe a little more serious farther further than they had to do. They were barely throwing bodies forwards on breakaways or wasting time on set pieces, made three time wasting substitutions. The game was dead in the last 20 minutes, they didn't have to do that. If they'd gone for the jugular, I think this could have been worse. As it is, it matches our worst ever losing margin at home to Stockport County back in 1954 when we lost 4-1 so yeah I, I just think that overall I'm willing to be pleased up to a point with the first 20 minutes because it was good and if we got a goal in that period I think we may well have won the match actually um, but as it was it was us having to recover from going behind and we didn't do it terribly well our performance deteriorated as it went on and in the second half like I said we only really made one chance of, of any note and that's not great so a shame and I'm, I'm not interested in calling out the players because quite frankly there was good in the performance if not consistently and the injuries have played taken a toll the loss of Kwame Thomas is massive we're having to put in players who we maybe wouldn't have signed normally who probably aren't match fit either in because we just got to it's a shame but things fell apart a bit uh, today despite that good start if you look at the performances, you couldn't really point your finger at Dibble for anything, in all honesty. You had one save to make, apart from the three goals. And then, at the back, Keller had a strange off day. Uh, you say maybe he was fouled for the first goal. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe just lost it fair and square. Certainly, Cardwell got more change out of him than I can remember any other striker getting in the air. 
Um, and he gave away the ball for the second goal as well, I'm afraid. Fred showed a lot of heart and spirit, and you, sometimes you measure players by things like this. When it was 3-0, French was very, very active, trying to drive forwards and somehow make something happen, even though the game was gone, and you've got to admire that. Carrington had a couple of edgy little moments, didn't do well with the breakaway for the third goal, uh, but did also have a lot of nice composed and solid moments as well. The wing-backs, um, records had a solid enough game, didn't really get all that troubled by the right wing-back, and put some good crosses in the second half actually which people weren't able to attack Hall Johnson had a very again a peculiar game first half he was almost unplayable he was getting around the back all the time getting some glorious positions getting some good balls in as well he wasn't wasting those crossing positions he was terrific and you just thought at any moment he was going to make something happen the second half was very different admittedly Stockport had to adjust and they were doubling up on him more but also, there was, a, I don't know, is he, is he maybe not 100%? I'm not sure. Is he tired? There were times when he did get the ball and he just didn't drive forward to the pace that you expect. And I just wonder if there might maybe there was something he's on to carry, an injury or something perhaps. I don't know, but he certainly just didn't have any impact in the second half. Couldn't get past uh, the left side of uh, wing back Walker. And yeah, he didn't have much influence at all. So it was quite strange how much that changed. In midfield, Jordan Davis, I think, spanned the match. I thought he, he was consistent throughout, winning tackles, playing some nice passes, trying to drive forwards. I thought he was very impressive, and he didn't dip with the uh, the second-half performance, I didn't feel. And also, kudos to Luke Young, who, again, was tireless in his work rate. Maybe didn't really create much, but again, covered a lot of ground. The two of them did a decent job. Um, Jarvis again didn't really take his opportunity I think I'm afraid he had some nice little touches mostly actually just before he was getting subbed but uh, he didn't hurt them and then up front again hats off to Angus I thought Angus was very impressive he and Davis were the two outstanding performances uh, in that they actually kept it going now to be fair to, ja to Angus he didn't get much of a look in in the second half because the service wasn't there the first half he was causing all sorts of problems and then the second half he kept making those runs making those runs we weren't hitting him but so credit to Angus who looked very threatening Marsh Brown again he's not fit yet he's not had much chance to practice with the team either so we've got a reserve judgment on him he's got pedigree i like marsh brown i was just scared of him when he was playing against us for barnet his pace is, is dangerous i've always seen him more in a wide attacking position i've never really seen him through the middle he's got something but i don't think we've seen it yet there were some moments of promise there were some points where you felt that he and angus were on a similar wavelength he's got a nice touch he wants to drop off quite deep to try and uh, link play up and but he didn't look like he was quite at 100 percent yet Omotaro, like i said did a decent job you know decent target man won quite a few headers against good center backs and you know it was a, a big battling presence and Rutherford again came on, showed lots of energy. Didn't too late to change anything then, in all honesty. I'm sort of glad they're playing on Tuesday. I think they need to get back on the pitch and reassert themselves. But this losing run and this lack of goal scoring since Kwame Thomas got injured is of concern. There's no question about that. Playoffs are still very much on the cards, but we're going to have to do it <laughs> the harder way. We're going to the fifth of this five-game run against teams around us on Tuesday. And you've only won one, lost three. 
not great. We need to get something at Halifax, I think, really, just to make sure that the top end of the table aren't pulling away from us. Let's hope we can do exactly that. The final score of Wrexham nil, Stockport County 3. I'm Mark Griffiths from the Wrexham AFC media team. This is the final whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.